Hello and welcome back to the Outperform Podcast. In this, the second installment of Finding Flow and how you can achieve greater productivity, positive feelings, and personal satisfaction for what you do every single day. And a couple of things as we kick this off. First and foremost, I simply want to honor you for being here and for listening to this. And I know I don't normally say that kicking off my episodes, but I really truly do mean it. And the reason that I say it is because from all the coaching clients I've ever had or people that I've spoken to after speaking engagements, they're all looking for the two things in some way, shape, or form that the flow state provides, but they usually go about trying to find them in very different ways. Simply meaning that what usually gets more attention and maybe generates more clicks or productivity hacks and getting to email inbox zero or different things to be able to find greater fulfillment in what you're doing every single day. And a lot of people don't actually talk about and don't want to look at the root cause of what actually provides those two things, which is being able to get into the zone, the flow state, the deep practice kind of area of what allows us to have greater positivity, personal satisfaction, and productivity from what we're doing personally, professionally, or athletically. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this because it matters. And part of the whole reason that I not only recorded one episode, but I'm recording this episode as a follow-up is because I feel like it's such a key skill that if we can only just level this up a little bit, man, it just takes you light years ahead of what most other people are doing in our overly distracted world and our underfulfilled world as far as what people are doing every single day. So that's kind of the first part. And then the second part is if you didn't actually listen to that first episode, I would encourage you to listen to that one before listening to this episode. And in particular, I shared the website scottwelly.com forward slash flow. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E.com forward slash flow that provides the fantastic visual of a lot of what we talked about last time which is understanding the four-quadrant system and the necessary blend of challenges versus skills that actually create that special quadrant that we need to have to be able to find the flow state. I think if you don't understand that part of it and how the challenges and skills interact, I think a lot of this is going to be a little bit incomplete as far as what we're talking about in regards to flow. So again, I would highly recommend you go back, listen to that first episode, and then come back to this one to be able to put kind of, let's say, the cherry on top or the icing on top of what we're doing, uh, but definitely start out with that one. Okay, so with that being said, what I'm going to share in this episode is four different things that you need to do if you want to be able to get into this flow state and this special state where you are deeply immersed in what you're doing, you are more productive while you're doing it, you feel better about yourself afterwards, what are the things that you need to do to be able to give you the best possible chance to be able to get into this flow state? And I use that language very specifically when I say the best possible chance, because 
even if you probably know my background is in athletics, even if we're talking about some of the highest performers on the planet, whether it's athletics or music or movies or business or anything else, none of them can just snap their fingers and can immediately get into the flow state on command. Nobody can. All you can do is recognize sometimes the things that will keep you from getting into flow as well as some of the conditions and some of the things that you can intentionally create that give you the best possible chance of getting into that state, knowing that it is still somewhat to a degree fleeting and not always something they have that we have 100% control over. So hopefully that makes sense. And you shouldn't listen to that and, and hear it as, okay, well, it's, um, it's not even worth it for me to try to get into this thing because I can't control it or I'm never going to be able to just snap my fingers. It is something that even if you're just, let's say, if we're talking about a continuum, 10, 20, 30% into the flow state, and right now you're one, two, or 3% into the flow state, that's still a huge increase by manipulating some of these conditions and some of your direction of focus. And that in and of itself will lead to some of those positive feelings, personal satisfaction, and productivity that we're after. Okay, so the first thing that you must do is you've got to allow a ramp-up period for it. In other words, you can't just you can't just say, I'm going to carve out 15 or 20 minutes in my schedule where I'm going to set this aside for something that I want to deeply immerse myself in. There is a part of the brain where it takes a little bit to be able to settle in and for it to be able to almost literally say, okay, I get what you want me to do right now. Like, I understand what you want me to engage with. And can't just be a, oh, okay, I've been in meetings all morning and all of a sudden I've got a 30-minute gap in my schedule. I'm going to carve that out and I can immediately go from a meeting to thinking about this proposal or this presentation that I really need to deeply engage with and just snap my fingers and immediately get into that. So that's why when I look at the flow state, it is very task-specific depending on how you're looking at it. But I would highly recommend carving out probably 75 to 90 minutes of uninterrupted time to allow yourself knowing that for, it's sort of like working out when maybe the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, it's like, oh, this is a little bit ugly. Like you got a few cobwebs, you kind of need to warm your body up a little bit and then you settle in and it gets used to what it is that you're doing. The brain and flow is a lot the same way. So I think knowing that you're not immediately going to get into it. There has to be a little bit of a ramp-up period and allowing yourself enough time to not immediately discard and say, well, this is fruitless or this is a wasted effort because I'm not in the flow state in the first five or 10 minutes. That's okay. That happens to everyone. But to carve out the time knowing that once you get into it, you have enough time to actually realize some of the productivity and get some of the things done that you want to get done. That simply can't happen if you don't carve out enough time. So again, number one, allow that ramp up period. Number two, we got to have some clarity and some clear goals on what you want to get done in that period of time. I.e., let's not use generalities when we're talking about this. And for this specific thing, I think about a couple of conversations I've had 
with coaching clients recently where they'll sometimes say things to me like, they're, because they're really busy people, most of them are, are executives or senior managers or entrepreneurs and have a lot of different things going on. So I will sometimes hear things like, you know, I just need to carve out some time for think time. Or I just need to carve out some time where I really just need to think about or I need to create better systems. And I usually say, I, I honor you for wanting to have think time and wanting to maybe slow down to speed up. And, and I honor you for, for wanting to think about your systems. But I have no idea what that means. Like when you sit down and when you have think time, what specifically are you going to be thinking about? Are you going to be thinking about keeping up with the Kardashians? <laughs> are you going to be thinking about your business? Are you going to be thinking about a specific product you're developing? Are you going to be thinking about clients? Or, or like, what is that specific think time going to be geared towards? Or if we're talking about systems, what systems are we talking about? Like we could be talking about any number of systems. So it's very different if we're talking about, well, I just, I, I really need to sit down. I need to create better systems versus saying, you know what? Our systems for client onboarding are really clunky and are really inefficient. And we need to be able to create some better procedures and some efficiencies there to allow this to be a little bit more seamless with what we're doing. So I'm really going to sit down for 90 minutes a couple times this week and put in dedicated effort towards creating a better system for client onboarding. That's a very different direction and clarity of focus. And when you go into something with less generalities as far as what you're doing, you're going to get so much more out of it. And it's going to be easier to be able to get into that flow state because your brain has a specific challenge that it's working on instead of just, well, I'm just supposed to be thinking about something or just creating a system for something. Um, you don't want to have generalities. You want to have clarity of thought and clarity of goals. So that's number two. Number three, is you got to minimize distractions. I talked a little bit about this in the first episode, but it does not matter if it's you or me or anyone else. And a lot of this has to be done ahead of time. You cannot multitask when it comes to flow. You can only single task. The very basic bare bones part of flow is that you are so deeply immersed in one thing not two things, not three things, not five things, one thing that you get so much more done and you make maximum progress on that one thing and you feel better about doing it. And you can't do that to the best of your ability if you are continually being interrupted or distracted. So as I say this, you probably already know what it is that I'm talking about and the different things that if I were to just ask you a question, okay, not only what is the one thing that you want to get done or that you want to find flow in, that you want to find flow in regards to, i.e. the clarity and the clear goals, but if I asked you what are the things that are going to keep you from doing that or what are the things that are going to distract you during that flow time, what would you tell me? Could be very simple things like the notifications that we get on our phone, right? Every time we get a social media notification, every time we get a text message, it could be every time you get an alert when a new email comes into your inbox 
these little things, if you turn them off ahead of time, are key indicators and contributors for you being able to get into that flow state. And as I'm talking about this, I want you to really think about it and I want you to challenge your assumptions in regards to uninterrupted versus interrupted or distracted versus undistracted time. A lot of people think, well, I can't just put my phone on airplane mode or do not disturb, or I can't close my door in the office because I'm supposed to have an open door policy. A lot of people think that you can't do those things, or I always need to be alerted when a new email comes in because, I mean, what if it's a really important email? Well, can you really not carve out 75 to maybe 90 minutes once a week or a couple of times a week for something that really matters to you or matters to the business or matters to someone else? Can you really not carve out that time and say, hey, this is a really key task. And because of it, I'm just simply going to be unavailable for the next hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half. I think we can all do that. And the assumption that we always have to be hyper-connected and notified and distracted by everything that's going on, I think is a false assumption. And I don't think it serves our best productivity. I don't think it serves our best personal satisfaction. And it certainly doesn't serve our ability to get into the flow state. So that's number three, minimizing distractions. Number four, and finally, is we got to focus on what we're doing or the process, not on what will happen or what might happen or the outcome. Now, if we're talking about like athletics, imagine that you're a field goal kicker. You're going out there and you've got to make a kick to be able to win the game. What are you thinking about at that point of time? Because if an athlete or if a field goal kicker is in the flow state All they're thinking about is what they're doing. They're thinking about the process. They're thinking about what they can control. There's not a single athlete on planet Earth that can go out there that can perform optimally if they're thinking about, oh my God, what happens if I miss this kick? Or what are my teammates going to say? What are the coaches going to say? What are the fans going to say? Am I going to get cut? Am I going to get benched? All of these things are different outcomes or results that could potentially happen from doing something, but you're not actually focusing on that something. And all of the anecdotal evidence that we have from people that experience this flow state in any area says that they are always deeply immersed in what they can control and what they're doing, not just on the result or the outcome or what might happen from it. So I want to encourage you, whatever it is, and let's say that you're working on a proposal or a presentation. Okay, well, when you're working on that, you need to be thinking about, okay, what is the point that I want to get across? What do I want to get done while I'm doing this? How do I want to develop this proposal or this presentation? What is the clarity of thought or communication or idea that I'm trying to portray or convey to others instead of just oh my God, I wonder how this is going to go over. I wonder what the other people in the room are going to say or how this is going to land. You can't get into the flow state if you're thinking about what might happen instead of what you are doing. I promise you that. So these four things, 
They might sound really simple and maybe that's the common sense that, trust me, is almost never common practice as far as how we live our lives. But they are the four things that if you can do them and only them, will give you a better opportunity to be able to get into this flow state. And to just quickly recap them, allow enough ramp up time. Carve out a decent chunk of time for you to be able to single task and deeply immerse yourself by giving yourself the ramp up period to be able to get into flow. That's number one. Number two is the clarity of goals or the clear goals where we're not working in generalities of, well, I just need to think, I need to work on systems, I need to do this general thing. Give your brain a specific challenge to work on and it will respond for you. I promise. Number three, minimize distractions, mostly done ahead of time. A lot of it comes down to notifications, interruptions, distractions, the stuff that on a little itty bitty micro level takes us away from being able to deeply immerse ourselves in single tasking and what's right in front of us. And then fourth and finally, focusing on the process, what we can control or what we are doing instead of what might happen or an outcome or a result. Those are the four things, my outperforming friends, that if you do those, you will find more flow, you will have more personal satisfaction, you will have greater positive feelings, and you will have enhanced productivity in every single thing that you do, personally, professionally, and athletically. Thank you for being here, and as always, wishing you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day. Hello, Outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there, and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity, and I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the Outperforming Movement and the Outperform Podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play, and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. Number three, if you want even more tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best personally and professionally, head on over to scottwelly.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. There are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit to resiliency and focus to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day, personally and professionally. Once again, if you'd like to access those free resources, head on over to scottwelly.com, S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.